BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It was an emotional night in downtown Phoenix as the Suns welcomed a legend to their ring of honor. It's one thing when they welcome one of the old legends, the Alvin Adams, the Dick Van Arsdales, the people who we didn't grow up watching. But for many of us, Sean Marion, the Matrix, meant so much to your fandom as a Phoenix Suns fan. A beautiful ceremony at the end of the game leaves you teary-eyed, brings back the memories of what was once upon a time. And the Suns stunk it up tonight against the Knicks to honor Sean Marion. It was fucking pitiful. Giving up 139 points, giving up a 40 point, or sorry, a 50 point score to Jalen Brunson, playing no defense, giving up over 30 points in every quarter. Matthew, this team is a horrendously horrible defensive team. Yeah, they're they're bad at all, all five, or every side of the ball, honestly. Um, offensively, of course, so when you score as much as they did tonight, um, you're like, oh, the offense is good. It was, but when you're going to have to compete with a guy like Brunson, another star that can just outshine Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I know Beal went down. It's disappointing, man, especially a night like tonight with Sean Marion inducted into the hall into the Ring of Honor 31. Not sure if you can hear me at all with everyone yelling, but. Do the best I can. It's a big party over here, everybody. Hey, we're celebrating after the game, and half the fans left. And I'm pissed at them. Fuckers. Did they really leave prior to Sean Marion being inducted yeah. into the Ring of Honor? That's fucking yeah. horrible. Yeah. So half the crowd is already gone. Which yeah, it's the same thing. Even with this podcast, dude. Like the way Suns fans are, they drive me fucking nuts. Because just because they lose, all right. Uh, I know it's a bad loss, right? Yeah. But it's Sean Marion, man, and we've been waiting for this for forever. Fuck the team tonight. Who cares? It's one fucking lousy game. It's about the celebration after. I know they got their ass beat, but that's the way the Suns do it. It's a big night for the franchise. We're going to get our ass beat. So that's the way it always ends. <laughs> typical Suns. And it, and so much was typical Suns tonight as we're going to explore this loss to the New York Knicks that cost us Bradley Beal after four minutes of play. Uh, where Suns fans are leaving early, despite the fact that Sean Marion is finally in the ring of honor. Uh, of course they'd lose. I, we, we should have known it was coming. Why? Because we were excited today. And anytime as a Suns fan, you feel remotely excited. You know something's not right. And, it's a, and that's why this entire offseason, as we prepared for the big three, we were afraid of the excitement. I've said it on this podcast multiple times terrified of the excitement i felt 
for the Phoenix Suns this season because the script never goes as planned. There always has to be adversity and turmoil, frustration and heartbreak. And tonight was an encapsulation of that, and it brings back the memories of Sean Marion, where that same script played out over and over again in his career with the Suns. He had to leave and go to Dallas to win a championship. He couldn't win one here in Phoenix. Why? Because the Suns, for some reason, can never get out of their own way. They might have bad luck, some would say. It's just part of being a Suns fan. That's the way it goes. It is. And uh, he did mention before the game in the press conference that he's just naming off the, the teams that should have won it and could have won it, right? We went through the excuses before the game, and then we just kind of relive it through this kind of game. You know, it's not an elimination game, but it's a game that you know Booker and Katie wanted because of that reason, because of Sean Marion. And they come – like they haven't had a loss like this all season. It's never been this bad, right? Not this bad. Not not an ass kicking like this. So we're going to talk about this, Suns fans. So if you're joining us, we appreciate you. Uh, I, we know that you're feeling pretty pissed, and 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 we're going to navigate some of those feelings with you tonight. This is always a therapy session, especially when you get fucking destroyed on national television uh, even though it's a east coast team and everybody was probably in bed they'll wake up they'll see that brunson had 50 they'll see that he was nine of nine from beyond the arc they'll see that they destroyed the suns and then there goes all narratives and we just have to live with it so hit the like button if you if you want to if you don't i don't care pop them if you got them if you want to if you don't i don't care let's uh let's talk about sean Marion night Lose 139 to 122, get absolutely demolished by an average New York Knicks team. Uh, this team is now 13 and 12. They're six and eight at home. Uh, they're a team that entered with the, the 17th best defense, and that's going to fall. So, I guess when it comes to my first question, Oi, Matty, mate. I've got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. What do you think Matt Ishbia is thinking right now? He's been in attendance for the last two games. In fact, the last game, you and I passed him going up the stairs, and I'm like, hey, how you doing, Matt? Yeah, and I said, hey. I didn't even know who it was, though. I had no idea it was Matt. I'm like, oh, hey, it's him and his crew. I'm like, damn, they're the entourage showing up. A really, really quick Sean Marion's friends and family right behind me. Just that's that's the noise. They hung out like right next to us in the suite. Uh, so if you hear some talking, it's them. Well, um, go, go get Sean on the pod. See what he thought about the game. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, he was si- he was taking so many photographs today. Like you can just see like he was just like, dude, like it's it's his day for sure. But every every person was getting a photograph with him, except for me. Um, yeah. So Matt Ishbia, are you are you just talking about just as a whole with the team and just the yeah, so playing so, feels so injury, all yeah, that. You, you think about it, Matt Ishbia uh, flies in, obviously lives in Michigan, works in Michigan, doesn't come to every Phoenix Suns game. So he decides that, you know what, they're welcoming back the twins, the the guys that he shipped out on like day one of him owning the team on uh, Wednesday. And then Friday, he's like, I'm going to make a weekend of it. We're going to take the family out there. We're going to go watch the team that I own. 
And he comes and he sees Bradley Beal get hurt. He sees his team lose two games at home against Eastern Conference uh, opponents. What do you think Ishby is thinking right now? Um, It's a process, hopefully. Um, He knows what he did here. And he knows the trades that he made and the guys that he got rid of and how much the the Suns fan base loves him. I mean, with Marion coming back, you know the support that we put behind these players, unless it's like their uh, Ring of Honor inductee ceremony and we leave and just not stay for it. Um, yeah. We do we do support these guys, and uh, it, it's tricky because it is early in the season. So these things always tend to turn around where they start off so badly, then it's like, okay, here comes a good win streak from the Suns, and you can forgive everything. But it just, it just happens this way where you have so much to look forward to. It's such a great weekend, like you said. And the Nets game, it's definitely a, a team you should beat right off the bat. Coming to this yep. game, I thought it was going to be a win. You thought it would be a blowout. Um, I thought it was going to be a big deal game before he got hurt. It was six points. That ankle did not look good. That was nope. probably the one of the worst ankles uh, breaks I've ever seen. Not a break, but whatever Don't happened to it. That. it. It looked pretty fucking X-rays bad. X-rays were negative. Okay, that's good. And when that happened, I was like, you know what? I don't know. Do you want to play Beal's drop? Do you want to start talking about Beal? She said you're not the only one, but you're the best Bradley. Boom, boom. So Bradley Beal tonight, uh, as Matthew mentioned, did score six points in four minutes played. 2-2 from the field, hit a three-pointer. But on that three-pointer, Dante DiVincenzo clipped the bottom of his foot and it went down and and he he sprained that ankle. And he's probably going to be out for quite some time. And it's, it's, you know, part of it, it's like, okay, well, here we are. Typical son's luck, right? Big threes in town. We finally got them going and playing and we're, and we're excited to watch the next four or five games, see what happens matrix tonight and a night of celebration a night we feel good. Bradley Beal gets injured. The big threes played a total of 23.8 minutes across two games. And they were, they've been plus 15 in those 28 minutes. But now you have, you know, Durant, Booker, Beal, they've all dealt with ankle and foot issues at some point this season, and we're only seven weeks in. Welcome to the 2023-2024 Phoenix fucking Suns. You're muted. Poop. Yep, there you go. Did I say poop on? Okay, was I muted or poop. no? <laughs> <The poop>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm back. Um, yeah, so as soon as that happened, it's, it's one of those things. The first thing I thought about was you and just how Beal should maybe be coming off the bench. So I was just thinking, you know, with this injury, do we just – I don't know how long he's going to be out. I'm thinking probably a month or so. And that's, that's the thing is, like, do we just – like, not move on. Like, hey, could we trade him? Of course, that's not going to happen. No trade cause. I know that. But do we move on just thinking, like, okay, what can we do to really, like, establish, like, the, the other guard next to Booker? Like, if it's Goodwin or if it's Grayson Allen, do we go with that? And then when Bill does come back, just have him come off the bench. You know, that way we don't have to worry about it so much. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, when the big three's here and healthy, we'll be good. Let's see what we look like with these two healthy and then everybody else around them because we went on a seven-game win streak without them. Like, let's just kind of focus on that and see how that goes. And then when Bill does come back, just have him come off the bench. I, I think that's what I'm thinking, dude, because it's kind of – I know it's early in the season, but it's going to be halfway through the season by the time he gets back. Yeah, and, and you know, this is where – for those who read my writing at Bright Side of the Sun or watch the podcast on a regular basis, you know that I like to define myself as a realist. But I like to think that I'm optimistic, and I like to be as positive as possible. And with this – it just it feels like all the haters were right. All the people who all summer long said, "Well, what's the point of getting Bradley Beal? You guys are always going to be hurt." Uh, and 
the team has no defense. They can't stay healthy. They can't stay on the court. You know, I, I believe that this team is going to be really good when they're healthy, but I never know if they're ever going to be healthy. I'm in constant state of paranoia. Yusuf Nurkic hasn't gotten hurt yet. I'll knock on wood all, I'll knock on wood all day, but at the same time, like that's coming too. And it's just going to be this, uh, this comedy of consistent injuries and what ifs what can't wait till we're healthy dude i'm telling you once we're healthy and then once we get healthy like we were even though we weren't completely healthy because like grayson allen wasn't in the last game eric gordon wasn't in the last game josh akogi wasn't in the last game grayson allen returns tonight but the other two are still injured but even in that hype that you know the 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 universe the metaverse the switch verse what's the multiverse there you go in the multiverse where this team is all healthy you constantly have a sense of paranoia because you don't know if it's going to be sustainable. And then as, even as we saw in the last game, even when they are all healthy, then we have the whole, okay, now that they're healthy, now we got to wait to see how they can develop chemistry and how they're going to play together. And that's going to be 10 more games. And by the time that's done, the season's over and you've been eliminated in the second round because you can't play any defense. And it's just, I feel like we're running in quicksand. And I know that there's going to be, wins along the way this is what the 24th game of the season or 25th where there's going to be wins along the way and there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows but that's always going to be living nights like tonight live rent free in sun's fans heads because we can never have nice things we can never be like the nuggets last year where it's like you know what we're you're just gonna be healthy all year long okay and you're just gonna bowl through people because you have the talent to do so we're not going to get any of those things we're just going to constantly and consistently be chasing our tails well what if we're healthy I think we're going to be healthier. Well, next time we're healthy. Well, we were almost healthy. Okay, we're healthy now. I hope that they're going to be able to melt together. And that's just what well, that's just our life, man. Yeah, it's it's always a waiting game. That's the most disappointing thing. It's um, you know, spoiled by a couple of seasons ago where everyone was healthy. I mean, that never really happens unless you keep keep that team together. The only guy that was always injured was Cameron Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you had guys like the Kill Bridges that you play every game. It was nice to have that, but right now you're looking at this team and even like Kevin Durant tonight um, and Booker combined, just unable to defeat a guy like Jalen Brunson. I don't know if Brunson's Boston, right? He's an all-star for sure. But it just, it's disappointing because I brought this up a few pods ago where I'm just like, if Booker's going head-to-head with these other superstars and he just can't pull it off, you know what I mean? Like during his regular season games, I know it might not matter as much as the playoffs, but it just kind of looks bad, right? Because you want Book to be that superstar to end of course. against a guy like Brunson, go head-to-head, and that's it. But the way that Brunson was playing tonight, like he was just too quick for the Suns. He was getting open on everything, uh, even hands in the face, like he was training threes. So it's just it's an unstoppable, unstoppable night by Brunson, but also – you want Katie and Booker to be those guys, right? I know maybe the whole deal thing was just too much for them to handle, like thinking in the back of their head, like, what the fuck, man? It sucks. And, and I feel bad for Beal. Like, the first thing I thought about was like, yes. I feel so bad for the dude. Amen. Like, I felt so devastated. It wasn't about, like, oh, the big three are never going to play. Like, fuck it. Like, this sucks. It was more like, hey, like, I feel the guy you can see on his face the last few games, he he's worried. He's worried to, about a re-injury, and it happened. And then when he comes back from this one, it's gonna do the same thing. Oh. And again, the 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 frustrate. Yeah, you're 100 right. Like it sucks 
for Bradley Beal. He's fought so hard to get back. He plays a game in four minutes and boom, he's down again. And he just, he has to, from a mental standpoint, from a human mental standpoint, he feels like he can't win. But when you talk about the head to head with Devin Booker, the challenge is it's Devin Booker's having to dig himself out of holes. Whereas on the other side of the court, no one's playing defense. No, this was such a shit display of defense tonight. You know, I, I tweeted it out the first quarter. I was like, where's this defense that we've been waiting to see from Frank Vogel? Because we just gave up 31 points in the first quarter. And then I tweeted after, you know, when the second quarter ended, I'm like, and 32 in the third. And then after the third quarter and 34 in the third. And after the fourth quarter and 42 in the fourth, like we just get worse. There's like no adjustment, nothing. We just get worse as the games or as the game goes along. And it's a, a, it's a turnstile mentality. It's I don't and you can say and, and you and you can believe it if you want. But I've been watching this team all season long. I don't want to hear the continuity issue bullshit. Th these guys were 25 games into the season. OK, yeah, Beal's been out. Yeah, Booker's been out. Yeah, Durant's. But you know what? The bench players are getting fucking turnstiled out there. And yeah, I guess it's the fact that they're all veteran minimum players. But when you have two guys uh, up at the top of the key and Jalen Brunson's out there and they both sag off to take the roller and Jalen Brunson's standing out there. And he's like, no one's around me. Nothing but net. It's just like the defensive communication. I don't know. It, 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 it's. Like I can't, I'm not going to go as far as say like fire Frank Vogel because I always think that that's the stupidest move to do. But Vogel needs to start to have an impact. The team doesn't box out. I mean, we're sitting here after games and we're well, the team doesn't box out, and you know, so they're not focusing on that. And and defense, they're not focusing on that. And and those are like basics. And this is Frank Vogel. This is what he does. He has teams that rebound. And he has teams that fucking play defense, and they're doing neither of those things right now. It's embarrassing to watch this it's frustrating to watch this you have great offensive talent out there and they're constantly having to dig themselves out of hole after hole because no one can play fucking defense it's just you know somebody commented on something on bright side of the sun when i was talking about boxing out because i did my two up two down column after the last game and one of the downs was the fact that the suns don't box out and he goes one of my coaches when i when i was in high school used to say always watch the defender's eyes because if you're if you're watching the defender's eyes you know where they're thinking about going and 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 you play off of them and that's how you box them out whereas the suns watch the rebound and instead of watching their man and next thing you know somebody with higher athleticism a Sean Marion type will come in and rob the ball from you time and time again so it's these it's these basketball basics that these phoenix suns are fucking missing on time and time again and it's it's embarrassing this team is 13 and 12 okay uh we have all the talent in the world we have a great i think the roster is built fantastically have we had injuries yes but so has every other team the knicks are without mitchell robinson who i know is not a bradley beal style uh, uh, a status of player but he's their starting center he blocks we've played against this guy he's owned the suns and he's out for eight to ten weeks with a broken ankle and they're beating the shit out of the Suns. It's fucking embarrassing. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I can't top that at all. Um, the whole thing with the PJ Tucker trade rumors and stuff like that. That's that's a guy you kind of want to go after. Um, I didn't. I wanted to bring up like trade. You know, there's a lot of eligible guys now on this roster for trades. As of Everything today. Seems, yeah, and like you don't really want to hit the trade machine too early. But in games like this, where you just you watch the defense, where to me. 
you know, schematics and stuff, I have no idea, man. Like, I, I think Vogel, I don't know how much he can spark a, a fire on these guys' asses any more than what Booker can, right? These guys are led by Booker and Kevin Durant that are ballers. They're not going to put up with any shit, right? They're going to make sure the team plays hard. A lot of it is just, to me, the other teams just look quicker. It, it's mm-hmm. It always starts on the offensive end for the Suns. So if, if Kevin Durant's struggling and he's missing his shots, it just he just takes a long time, man. By the time he misses a shot, by the time it breaks, it feels like the other team's already on the other side of the court scoring the ball. So to me, it's like these last two games, the other teams look so quick within two-minute spans that the Suns can't keep up. And then the defense is just, of course, the thing to blame. And, yeah, that should be. But it's just they're just too slow sometimes, man. And I think when they get back to maybe just a point book at full time, that would be nice to have. But I think guys like Goodwin and Allen in these situations, they have to make a difference. And Goodwin tonight was just – Having a hard time. Anytime he was even physical with Brunson, it was a foul. So Brunson just knew what he was doing to work this team all night long. And I don't think there's anything that you can really do about it when a guy goes off like that. But the Suns defense, you're right. It needs to be better, but it'll come around maybe. I don't know. I don't care. No. Well, I don't and, care the, the, <laughs> well and, 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 and that's the challenge is you think it's going to come around. And unless – I mean, we've seen it recently. The Boston Celtics, who went to the NBA Finals two seasons ago, were average and through December. And then they something switched, and they turned it on. They became a great defensive team. So is it possible? Yeah. Is it the exception, not the rule? Yes. Uh, I like what John Doe says in the chat, and I like everybody who's actually hanging out and just listening to me bitch because that's what you're getting tonight. You're getting a bitch session from me because uh, I'm pissed. I'm like, how dare you guys ruin fucking Sean Marion night for me? Yeah, I don't think that works when I'm I'm not on my phone. If you do this one, Matthew, do do two thumbs down. It'll do something. See? It starts raining. Yeah. Uh, uh but john doe in the chat says time and chemistry will make a difference but seeing the exact same strategic mistakes from game one to 25 is very disconcerting the challenge is they're not playing defense and the book is out on the suns their opposing defenses are game planning for the fact that the suns are going to do lazy inbounding and outlet passes and they're jumping on them why do the Suns have turnover after turnover after turnover? It's because they have lazy passes. I've never seen a team with so much talent be so lackadaisical on passing. And I remember it was a challenge a couple years, maybe three years ago, because I remember doing post-game podcasts with you uh, that year that we went to the finals. And the team at the beginning, when CP3 was in, the, in was on that team, uh, when he would go to the bench, you'd see a very lackadaisical effort on passing. And that's consistent with this team to where if they're inbounding the ball, it's kind of like a, Oh shit. And they inbound a slow-mo and then a a defender will get it or outlet passes or uh, passes just around the block. This, this team is very, they telegraph a lot with what they do. And they, they unfortunately create a lot of issues themselves with those turnovers. It's such a weird thing because uh, last game, the post game, we're like, eh, it was a loss, right? We just need more time. Now with Beal's injury, it just makes everything more urgent, right? You it get a little it bit resets more. that time. It, it does. It's so, like, when th- when this happens during the season where Beal gets hurt, like always, and I feel super bad, but when he actually is about to come back later in the season, I can just see what's going to happen. Right? The Suns are probably going through a little slump, maybe. Maybe they go, like, on a three- or four-game win streak. And then everyone's like, well, we'll just wait till Beal gets back. If we're losing, it's like, well, if Beal gets back, then maybe we can pull something together. No worries, right? Suns, Suns, universe, or whatever. Like, just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm sick of people saying, like, hey, just relax, right? Because right now, dude, I know it's super early, but the way, like, even De'Aaron Fox comes in here and handles us, 
Yes. Uh, Cam, what, what's his name? The other Cam for Cam the Thomas. Cam Thomas comes in here, dismantles us. There's other guys out there that can take over games, and you're seeing it all the time now, man. So, like, the only thing I thought of last at the end of last pod, the thing I thought of was if this team as a whole can stay healthy, that's the only chance they have. I personally, I don't trust a Booker and Kevin Durant led team right now. Obviously, I don't. I just, I don't, even on our seven game win streak, dude, I was like still hesitant a little bit. I'm like, we need that extra guy. Yes. Now that I don't think we can count on the extra guy, I don't know where the season leads to. And the challenge is with Beal, that contract, he's the highest played, paid player currently on the team with a no trade, uh, no trade contract or clause in his contract. And when you mentioned the PJ Tucker types, it's hard to obtain that kind of person because the Clippers are going to do something to try to trade him. He's a $10.4 million a year contract, which if the Clippers were to choose to buy him out, the Suns could obtain him Uh, under the new second apron rules. If there's anybody who makes above the league minimum, which I believe is 12 million, they couldn't do that. So if there's somebody, you know, let's say the Suns wanted to buy out Bradley Beal, right? And the Sun, a team just like the Suns wanted to get him. They couldn't get him because he's over the league minimum or the league average of 12 million because he makes 37 million. PJ Tucker is somebody who could potentially be brought on to this team. But what is he going to give you? Nothing offensively. Defense, absolutely. But at like what, 38 year old defense? Like there, there's not, yeah, Lazy Squatch says it in the chat. And PJ Tucker's not going to make a difference. No one you ever get in the buyout market is going to make that much of a difference. And, you know, one of the points that I was going to make coming into this game, win or lose, was look at the Clippers. Okay. When the Clippers got James Harden, they lost five in a row. And the, the sky was falling and, the, and the, the season was over for them. But then they started to, meld and mesh and win games and they're a viable offensively tough team to play and that's what i was thinking might happen to the suns you know what the first four or five games with bradley beal devin booker and kevin durant we might see some losses as they adjust to each other but as you mentioned now we have to reset and maybe this team was devastated because bradley beal went down they feel so bad for him as we do as a fan base but again what we're seeing are some consistently bad decision-making consistently on offense and defense, some consistently boneheaded uh, defense, some consistently boneheaded offense. And despite everything that we've seen, the reality that we need to face is that the Suns need to learn how to win without the big three. Cause the big three is going to, it's going to happen all season. They've got to learn how to win. And that comes down to the role players stepping up, and, and that's what happened during the win streak, right? Nasir Little started playing well for a few games. Drew Eubanks started playing well for a few games. And when those role players started stepping up in their roles, this team can win. But when everybody's shying away, when nobody can shoot in the fourth fucking quarter again, it's like, it's like I'm watching a bad fucking movie just over and over and over. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and like you you mentioned the Clippers earlier where um, if I if I were to go like down the list of like the big three versus the big three, let's say Beal is is healthy. Let's say that we have our big three. Would you choose currently the way the Clippers are playing? Would you choose a Beal over the way James Harden's playing? I don't know if I would. Um, just the way that James Harden's been running that offense. Also, Kawhi Leonard. Would you choose a Booker over Kawhi Leonard? The way that Kawhi Leonard's playing every game right now, shooting more than forty percent from behind the line, from three point line, like. Even Paul George, I don't know. It's just it's tough. I think maybe it's just being a Suns fan where you just don't believe in them. But if you're going to go head to head with any of these teams right now, and I know we just lost Beal and it sucks, I just I don't see it, man. I don't see it. And like you said, defensively. But what's weird, I feel like it's like in the beginning of the season, like our rebounding was pretty decent, defense was pretty good. Like we had solid. Nah, defense right? was nasty at the beginning of the season too, because I wrote a whole. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It's it's been at the beginning of the season we were like twentieth in the league. And I analyzed, I'm like, if you look at Frank Vogel's teams that where they like it was through the first, I want to say 10 games. I'm like the first 10 games of his first season with the team versus where they ended up, they generally didn't move much that entire year. So through the first 10 games, the Suns were like 18th, 19th in there. And right now we're at like 16th, 17th, 18th. And here we are, you know, double that time. And that's in his first year at Indiana, his first year at uh, uh, Orlando with the Lakers. You know, he what who they are in the first 10 games. And, and what was interesting about that with Indiana, they were a top tier defense because that's what he inherited from the season before, right? He took over as the interim head coach halfway through a season when his mentor, who he had followed from a couple different places as an assistant coach was canned in Indiana. The next year, they kept a lot of the same assets. There wasn't a lot of turnover and they were a top tier defense in Orlando. They were a bad defense when he took over and they maintained their, their bad defensive identity throughout his entire tenure with Orlando and uh, the with the Lakers they were an above average defense in his first 10 games and that's where they ended and then you know ultimately winning the championship uh, the next season so you know kind of what you see is what you get right now with the Suns when it comes to defense and I'm not sure how they fix that I truly don't you know and you look at how the bench plays tonight Chimetsi Metu only plays 10 minutes he scores three points oh a two from beyond the arc Drew Eubanks, 15 minutes, eight points. He was probably the bright spot coming off the bench. Yuta Watanabe, eight minutes, zero points. Keita Bates-Diop, 14 minutes, four points. Nasir Little, 26 minutes, five points. Jordan Goodin, Goodwin, 23 minutes, three points. Bull Bull, two minutes, two points in that, you know, in garbage time. The bench, and this is, and, and, and again, this is where I said it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I feel like the haters are right. All the people that were like, no, man, like, like we got depth. We got depth. We didn't have depth tonight, man. No, no, no. We, we can play defense, dude. We got Vogel, man. We got Vogel. They didn't play defense tonight, man. No, no, no. Uh, it's going to be okay. All these guys are going to stay healthy. You know, they'll, they'll be healthy enough to where we – Bradley Beal goes down tonight, man. It's just like everything – I'm just – maybe it was a long week at work or something, but I came into this one 
uh, not with a great feeling. And then everything just kind of happened just fortifies the opposite side of the narrative, the narrative that I'm always trying to push away and fight and say, no, 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 listen, like, just give it more time. It's going to be okay. We're 20 something game, you know, like I, I need somebody to give me some psychological positives. I need somebody to tell me like, Hey John, it's going to be okay. And toss on my hair and be like, it's okay, little buddy. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to win games. I promise, you know, and with the wizards and the blazers coming up, we should, but I don't even have confidence. In those. Landry sham. It's going to come in on Sunday and have a revenge game and score 40 fucking points against the Suns. Yeah. Okay. It's going to happen. He's uh he's definitely going to dunk on somebody like that's what he does. Maybe twice. Um, but I, I really do think so. The only way really to fix this, it starts with Booker, of course, up front. Him and Goodwin. If, if Goodwin does fall into the starting lineup, I think that might be an interesting little spice to the starting lineup. But also, putting that pressure on Booker and Kevin Durant to step it up defensively kind of scares me a little bit just because of the injury history. Mm-hmm. So they're playing a little bit more physical. I don't know how comfortable you are with that. I know that Booker definitely wants to continue to improve on his defense and that KD wants to do the best he can and still be reliable. But that just kind of scares me too, you know. And I don't know how you fix it either. There's never like I think last year when we tried to fix like our issues, we kind of had some idea of like a backup point guard or something. You know what I mean? Whoever we needed. Um, but then of course you had the Chris Ball injury and all that stuff in the playoffs. But there's just there's no answer out there right now. And what sucks right now in this point of time with the Suns franchise is we're trying to win every year. So every every addition to this team, every subtraction ends up being kind of like just a huge mistake, right? If it doesn't work out, if it's the end of the year, we lose again and, and four or five games in the playoffs, it's like, oh shit, like you guys fucked it up. Look at what everybody else is doing. Look at all the other players and what they're doing on their teams, right? So we have to start comparing to that. That's what sucks. That's like the frustration we kind of have right now is because we have to win with what we have. And now with one guy gone, and he probably won't play the rest of the season, you just don't know who else to rely on. And Booker just has to take it to another level. And it's, I don't know if he can. And that's why this is kind of worst case scenario type shit, because the way that this roster is constructed, the only mid tier contracts that you have are Nasir Little and Grayson Allen. And, you know, is it worth giving up? Grayson Allen was one of the best players on the court tonight. It felt like at times, you know, I mean, he was out there, he was hitting shots. He ends up uh, going, playing 36 minutes, scoring 13 points. He didn't miss a shot out there. Uh, and you don't want to give up on him. Nasir Little, like perhaps, you know, perhaps he's had enough of a runway thus far this season to where you can, but what are you getting in return, you know, for 6 million a year? Like you're, you're, are you getting a needle mover or is it going after like another big or somebody who can play defense? I mean, it's just, wait, really quick. Do you do the Siakam thing? Or do you do you focus on another big like I don't know because Siakam's the only other really big out there, right? That's yeah, but how the fuck do you get how but how the fuck do you get Siakam? Exactly, that's what you I'm don't. saying. Is like how you do don't. you pull this off? You can't. I know, you can't. I know you don't. But um, you were asking like who well, who's a needle mate or mover or whatever. So guys like that, but like you can't do that. I'm not saying that you should or you could. It's just like I don't know who. How do you even get a guy like that? Well, lazy scratch in this in the chat says, "Okay, John, how about if we consider trading either Durant or Booker? Think about it. We can get a lot. I agree that you can get a lot, but the answer is no to that. You, no matter what, as frustrated as we are tonight, you still stick and stay the course and hope that at some point it corrects itself. I don't know if it'll correct itself defensively. I don't see that happening. Can it? This be a team that tries to blow teams out of the arena with their uh, ability to score points eventually? Perhaps it's it's not going to happen, uh, especially come playoff time. But I mean, that's just the way that it goes. Uh, I, so I mean, uh, I was hanging out on this fucking subreddit of the New York fucking Knicks or oh, whatever geez. tonight. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout.
I'm not dressing up. That's the only drop I'm doing tonight. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot about Bill being on the Suns completely. Please don't drop a 30-burger, Bradley. Right after that, geez, Bill is a street clothes, street clothes type of dude. I mean, they, he came out, he looked great, and then he's like, and he's gone. Uh, Eubanks got the Chris Dudley build. build. Chris Dudley build. Um, guys, I just hit a dab and had a vision, or a dab. I just hit a dab and had a vision of Steph Curry win a championship with the Knicks. That's what they're talking about over there. Uh, they really hate fucking Julius Randle over there, by the way. Uh, KD out there looking like Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Suns really need their big three healthy and on fire to win shootouts in April, May, because their non-existent defense is going to get them bounced in round one. Whoo. That was a nice uh, observation. And then somebody said, Katie wishes he came to the Knicks. The Suns jam session subreddit stakeout. I feel bad. I just get so unmotivated for these podcasts right now. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, yeah, it's like last Friday. Last Friday was like a 20 minute pod because I was just like, fuck uh, Billy Joel. And this week I'm like, fuck the Suns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think um, really just to fix like just our sanity a little bit would just be if this Suns team, I know Beal's out, but if they can just maintain, you know, somewhat of a, you know, semblance of a roster for a little bit, you know, to see how they can put some games together, like that would help us a lot. And I'm not saying this team, like I already said, I don't know if they can beat any team out West right now with what they have, but they just have to stay the course and they continue. That's to all they can do though. That I know. And it's, it, that's the frustrating part. It's just like pieces keep falling off left and right. Like every time we, we see some kind of light, like even, like I said, last game, it, we lost, but we didn't fucking care. Cause we knew by the time this team was together, we'll be fine. But I just, I don't know, man. I just, I wish that, they can just focus on, you know, defense, obviously. But they just – Booker has to, like, step it up, dude. And Katie has to because otherwise there, there's no hope for them in the playoffs at all. I guess if you want to look at bright sides, the Suns are three losses uh, behind, I guess you should say, the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets have nine losses. The Suns have 12. And the Nuggets are the two seed. And we're the 10 seed. So I guess there's that going for us. You know, like we're not completely out of it. We're three and a half games behind them. We're three games behind the Oklahoma City Thunder, which are the three seeds. So we're not we're not in that lower tier of like the Spurs, who finally won again tonight, by the way. The last time the Spurs won was against the Suns. Yeah. You know, uh, they beat the Lakers tonight. The Grizzlies, who are six and eighteen, the Portland Trailblazers, who are six and seventeen, the Utah Jazz, who are nine and sixteen. Like we're still above five hundred, but we're just barely floating. And it, everything's, you know, Josh Kogi's out with a hip injury, and we don't know the severity of that. Um, obviously, Bradley Beal. Like I'm guessing he missed. We won't see him until February. Like I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that. Uh, it's going to be a month and a half. He'll probably have like a, a sprain. I mean, that ankle went fucking sideways, dude. Like the way he landed on all weight going forward into a shot, then right onto his ankle. Just, I mean, I stubbed my toe the other day and I was out, I was day to day for three days. I mean, I, I just don't understand how he's going to be able to come back anytime soon. And the Suns, you know, in, in typical fashion, they're going to, uh, with, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, or I'm Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant. They're going to tell Bradley Beal the same thing they told him before. Like, we're going to hold down the fort, dude. Just focus on getting healthy, getting the right frame of mind. We're going to need you. We're going to need you. We're going to need you. Uh, but, I mean, again, we're just running in the hamster wheel. And welcome to a, a regular season as a Phoenix Suns fan. 
you know, we run in this hamster wheel, hoping that we can somehow, some way get out of it, get out of these jinxes, get out of these uh, situations in which the team is just behind the eight ball at all times, whether it's in a game, you know, this game, they, they, they were leading going into the fourth quarter. They were leading this game. It was a, it was a back and forth battle. They scored 23 points in the, in the fourth quarter and they give up fucking 42. You know, you, if you want to go into some, to some statistical uh, analysis of what that fourth quarter looked like for the Knicks, you know, it's, it, it's kind of a, a story that again, we've, we've talked about in this hamster wheel, the Suns shoot 36.4% in the fourth. They go eight of twenty-two. They go zero of five. Meanwhile, the Knicks go s- shoot for sixty-five percent, and they go seven of ten from beyond the arc. I mean, it's just this team hits the fourth quarter, and they just—I've I, I, never seen a team fall apart consistently in the fourth quarter like I've seen this Suns team this season. And if it wasn't for three wins over the fucking uh, Golden State Warriors, the, the, three of our thirteen wins are against the Golden State Warriors, man. I mean. What the fuck? Over? Yeah, yeah, I know. And that team's kind of just done for the season. Um, if, if the Suns yep. can really just... The only way I feel like they've really bounced back is... I don't even know. But I, I was going to say, too, like the fourth quarter thing, even when we were winning games, dude, like, you know, just giving up those leads and eking out the win against the Warriors. Like, we could have lost that. Steph Curry. Steph Curry had a chance to tie it at the end. So everything's been really close this year. Um, I'm interested to hear like what Vogel says, of course, uh, post game, like after just just because right now, like this is this is not Frankie Valley time at all. This is basically this is like I don't think he's like on the hot seat, but like he has to do something drastic to win back his fan base because we already got guys or people in chat in the chat saying that he should be fired and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's not it's not that bad, but honestly, the way that he can turn this team around, maybe pick up pick it up defensively or something like that. I don't know how he does that. I don't know. Well, what Frank Vogel said in the post game was essentially, you know, he, he said it himself that this team needs to decide whether or not they're a defensive team. You know, he came out, he said that uh, the, the x-rays were negative, And then he said, we need to decide whether or not we want to be a good defensive team. Good. We're, what we're doing is not good enough. And it's like, no shit, Frankie, no shit. You're not doing anything. You know, even uh, Kevin Durant, you know, he had his his post-game press conference was great because he was uh, just, you know, observation after observation. He said, Quentin Grimes, he can't get six threes up. He doesn't dribble at all. He doesn't have any free throws on the season. He doesn't have any assist. It feels like when he's getting threes up, the stuff, that stuff he can't have. It's frustrating. And then when he, when he was talking about Beal, you know, he says, you know, uh, bad luck. You believe in that? I don't even look at life. It should happen. Brad, we got a great training staff. He got support. And so that that's what Durant's saying. But again, what happens consistently on the court, and you know, welcome to the fan base, Katie. This is what happens to us. You know, uh, Devin Booker on the Suns mentality to move past the latest injury said, keep leading, keep playing, keep competing. We have a job to do, and we're going to do that. We all have a lot of experience, been around, and understand things like this happen. It's just how you respond. And how they respond tonight was embarrassing before the fucking uh, – before Sean Marion's retirement. And like Creepy Crawley says in chat, 130, 139 points at fucking home. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. It was a horrible – this is the worst loss of the season. I think. Easily the worst loss of the season. This was – this one kicked me right in the balls. Right in the balls this one kicked me, man. I'm I, like right. I'm going to be limping all weekend. <laughs> Jeez, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Next game they might win. Who knows? Yeah, they're playing the fucking. <laughs> they're playing the Wizards. They should win. Yeah, the Wizards are a dog shit team. But like you said, the Suns are a team that. Again, the, the way that they play, it's with this lack of daisicalness. Like, well, we're, we know we got talent, so we're just lazily pass it over here, turnover, and he, and I mean, they were up ten points with like late in the third in this game. Like, we're fucking yeah. cruising, dude. We like we knocked out punch, and then they just they take their foot off the pedal, and that's what I'm afraid about with the Wizards. That Devin Booker's gonna have to play 38 minutes, and Katie's gonna have to play 39 to beat the fucking Wizards. Like, that's what sucks about this team right now. And then we play the bla- the same thing will happen against the Blazers, you know, when we play them. When we go out on the road, we head up to the Moda Center, and they're just like, we have to play 40 minutes out of our two top guys and just tax the shit out of them because nobody has a killer instinct on that second-team unit. Yuta Wontanabe can't hit a shot to save his fucking life. Okay, Nasir Little's hot and cold. At least he tries and gives a shit. Drew Eubanks finally had a decent game tonight. Chemetsi Metu like has the talent, and we want we're all rooting so hard for Metu to be a quality player, but we've yet to see him put together just like a killer game, right? That we need coming off the bench, like come in and score 15 points off the uh, off the bench or 10 points off the bench and grab eight boards. We think that he's got the physical skill set and he can throw down some highlight dunks, but he's not there yet. You know, going down the roster, uh, Kade Bates-Diop has been a fucking zero. I feel like he never finishes his shot. He gets blocked all the time. He's always in the wrong position on rebounding. It's one of the reasons why our second team rebounding is one of the worst in the entire league is because none of our guys like know how to rebound coming off the bench. You know, and Goodwin has been the bright spot, but even he, with Devin Booker's not the game with him, he looks very, very different. He plays off Booker very well, but when Booker's not out there and he has to be a a facilitator, he he doesn't have the capacity to do so. Uh, and that's just kind of the state of the Suns right now. And it, the key is to identify what those challenges are, work on it, and fix it, but have the ability to put it out there because they're. It, they, I, I'm telling you the script, man. Fucking the Wizards game on Sunday, right? Six o'clock tip. The Suns are going to go out there. They're going to play. They're going to have a, a, a cold shooting, like middle of the first quarter. It'll be like a three-point game after the, the first quarter, like 25-22 or some dumb shit. They'll go up big. They'll be up by like 10 points at halftime. They'll go up by like 17 points in the third, and then they're going to win by like five. That's how it goes. That's Phoenix Suns basketball. Book it. All right, we done with the pod or what? Is that it? Yeah, uh, uh, let's what are, do what are we doing? Jam Star or something. You know where we are? You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of bricks and of boards, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of stagnation. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Shamit Zone. Whole goddamn team's in the Shamit Zone. <laughs> Jam star of the game. I'm gonna give the jam start of the game for game to KD for like three minutes in the third, uh, the second quarter. He had like right, three threes. There you go. Marion. There you go, Sean Marion. He's, he's uh bigger in person too. Like uh, he just seems like he's like, what is he six seven? He seems taller than that. Yeah, he's six Maybe he has seven. Some platform shoes. <laughs> he's trying to get up on people. Yeah, what was it like being in the arena today? You know, obviously the Sean Marion experience is going on. Uh, tell me everything, the sights, the sounds, what you saw, what you didn't like, what you did like. Well, it, it was it was definitely very cool. So, like, uh, before the game, they had a press conference, and he was up there with his son. Um, and it was kind of cute, you know. His son <laughs> kind of said that he sucked. What? So was, yeah, yeah. So they were asking about, like, Sean Marion, like, 
if you played in today's NBA, like how many steals would you have? He said, like, I would average like five, right? And he asked his son how much he would average, and he said, like, two because you're old. And he's like, well, he's like, I'm not talking about me at this age when I was younger. And he's like, yeah, still two. You sucked. Or you suck or whatever. It was like, okay. It looked like Mary wanted to beat his, beat his ass. He's like, this is my night, dude. But, um, but yeah, after that, it was really cool. Um, I think that um, the whole, I was going to ask you too, doing it post-game, I like it. I think it's a good idea because I think what Matt HP wants to do is just to have that extended time because at halftime, you you only have what the, the eight to ten minutes to do anything, so I think he wanted extended, and I liked it after after the game. And I think the Suns fans should have stayed. I know it's when if they, if they lost is bad. It's like fuck these Suns. I paid for these tickets. Like fuck them. Like putting this trash out there. It's like it's not about that, dude. They, they, everyone should have stayed for the game or for after the game because it was a very mm-hmm. emotional speech from Sean Marion. It's been a long time, and because of Matt Ishbia. We have this kind of team, and because of him, we have the Ring of Honor. And um, I just, I think it's pitiful that they left. Like, I, I think it's fucking bullshit. Well, Suns fans, man, Phoenix Suns fans. I mean, it's just we get what we deserve, I guess, as as a fan base. You know, fair weather fans, all that stuff. Us diehards are out here living and dying every goddamn day. Those bastards. Three uh, two is the next big one. You know, uh, that's when we retire. Zamar yeah. Stoudemire. You know, March 2nd. So uh, book your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next up, as we mentioned, we're playing the Wizards. Do we win or we lose? I think we win. I hope we win. I'm <laughs> just tired. Win. <laughs> tired of Shame it. We'll score 40 in the dunk or over uh, Nurkic. Booker. Times, Book, <laughs> Booker. <laughs> over Booker. Yeah, he's going to do it to Booker. Like, get ready Get <laughs> yeah. ready for the for that Shamit posterization we're of Booker. We're the gorilla, dude. They can get the gorilla out there, man. I'm sorry, Jamsters. I'm sorry if you're watching or listening and I seem a little bit down. It was just a frustrating, frustrating loss, man, going into this and just being so excited to watch this game and to see Sean Marion. And, and, and here's the yeah. other side of this. You know, Sean Marion for me is one of my all-time favorite sons. You know, you mentioned this. Uh, you were doing the Instagram live beforehand. And if you're watching this on Instagram, awesome. If not, tune in, you know, follow us on Instagram, at Sons Jam. We're at the arena a lot, you know, taking a lot of uh, – uh, photos and 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 live videos before the game starts it's really a fun experience for anybody who uh, does follow us there but one of the things you were saying there was you know during seven seconds or less nash was your guy and then stoudemire and then marion and that's how the majority of fans uh that that's where their allegiances lie when it comes to the seven seconds or less era and and for me it was always marion i loved sean marion i loved you know, I talk about it on this podcast, fuck shit up, guys. Man, was he a fuck shit up guy. He just did all those little things right. That's that pogo stick second jump, that awkward looking shot, uh, those highlight dunks. I mean, he was just so much fun to watch on the court. He did everything so well, and it was so fun to watch. So this mean this night, I mean, I I I teared up in my living room watching the highlights and the whole the whole ceremony because it just it brings you back to how uh, th- those emotions that you haven't thought about in a long time and some of those frustrations that went along with some of those seven seconds or less teams, but everything that he brought to this city and to this team and to this organization, to this franchise, and to know that Matt Ishby is doing it right and putting his name up there, uh, it- it's it's where it should be. He was an amazing part of this organization. And for so many people who are Suns fans, that specific a stretch and era of the Suns is invaluable to to this the history of this organization. 
So I love Sean Marion. And I was so excited to see him go in and just, you know, it's again, it's an emotional roller coaster. Like you're excited for this game and then you're instantly disappointed because Bradley Beal's hurt and you're feeling for him and hoping he's okay. And then the Suns, you know, you're like, hey, they'll battle through this. They're not going to let Sean Marion and Bradley Beal down the same night. And then they just shit on your heart. They pull down their pants and just all over your heart. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a you got. I can't have nice things. Um, and that's just so, again, if I'm a Debbie, I apologize. Hopefully, I'll be a lot more uh, uh, wizards. The, um, the best part was with Sean Marion talking about Sarver and how I didn't pay Joe Johnson, too, because he really thought that year, the 2006 year, was the year that they should have won the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone thought it was 2007, but he said with Joe Johnson getting hurt, that was huge, and him not getting paid was really fucked up, basically, um, from Sarver. So it's nice to have him back as someone just drilling what is away. That? I don't know. Yeah. What, I, they must be getting ready for something tomorrow. I don't know. Is there a concert or some shit? Avoid um, downtown Phoenix. Final Four, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right, all right, Jamsters. Well, we appreciate we, we 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 appreciate you hanging out. If you if you're watching, please hit that thumbs up button. It helps with the algorithms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we truly appreciate it. Make sure that you leave us a review. Like Nate Dog, seventeen dollars. He says best the goats is the he wrote he gave us five stars and then wrote this on apple podcast he says those guys are awesome great breakdowns of every sun's game with some humor that makes it even better definitely check these guys out you will love them thank you for always being consistent you guys rock sorry i'm such a downer tonight uh and then you have dell's gives us a five-star review and says favorite sons podcast great thoughtful analysis and also so very entertaining i love the structure show with all the different player segments which i didn't play any of tonight I look forward to this podcast after every game. Thank you both for the great effort in making this a great Suns listen. Go Suns. So thank you to everybody who's watching along live. It sounds like there's some construction going on at the Footprint Center. So, Matthew, tell people what, what, what they need to do. Go home and love your, home and love your Marians. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.